What's up, sluts? <laughs> Have you ever wondered what actually goes down in a pro-dom session? I know you have because people are constantly asking me uh, polite questions and what do you do as a dominatrix? What does that look like? And what I know that you really want to know is what the fuck goes down in the dungeon, in my dungeon. <laughs> well, it is your lucky fucking day because in this episode, I'm sitting down with my friend Emily, who actually joined me in a session in a dungeon a few weeks ago, and we are going to recap our time. <laughs> now, disclaimer, every session that I do is different because every sub is different and my sessions are curated for each unique sub. But I think this episode gives a really good overall view of the intention and effort that goes into a session and the power dynamics at play. And of course, a whole bunch of spicy fucking details. <laughs> so if you get to the end of this episode and have questions or uh, ideas and thoughts of your own, <laughs> Check out my website, thequeendom.com. All of my links and contact info is there. And with that, let's fucking do it. Dreams can come from nightmares too. The queendom will take over you. Dreams can come from nightmares too. The queendom will take over you. And we are on. <laughs> Welcome Hello. back to Thy Queendom Come. Welcome back, sluts. Uh, but most importantly, welcome back, Emily. <laughs> so Hi grateful guys. to have you. I'm so excited to be here again. This is always the best time. So, so much fun. Emily is a sex educator for adults and an intimacy coach. And I'll let her give you her socials at the end of the episode. And they'll also be linked down on the show notes. Emily has been here before. We, you've been on a couple times at this point. Uh, but since the last time you were on the show, we have attended XBiz, the industry conference together, which was so much fun. And then so right after happened. that, Right after that, you accompanied me to a real-life pro-dom session. Yep. yep. It's been a wild... The last month has been a wild ride. And let me tell you, I have loved like and eaten up every second of it. I, that's actually something I wanted to ask you about. You know, you are in the sex educator field. But in the last month, you have now been kind of thrusted into the adult industry, which you would think that the two should go more and more together anyways. But how's that been for you? Like personally, you know, what? professionally, it's, all of it. <laughs> yeah, it's been something that I've always been interested in and something that always I think is run parallel to my career and what I do anyways. Um, and during my education, you know, we had a lot of courses on the adult industry, on uh, just porn, ethical porn, all of it. And I just thought it was so fascinating. Like, it's this whole world. I mean, in, you know, sexuality and sexual wellness, it's this whole world that you get opened up to. And I think it was just time and I was ready to take a closer look at it. In my career, it was like really perfect timing. You know, I learned about it, always open to it, always appreciate it. And on the side of, you know, uh, positivity when it comes to the adult industry. So then when the invite finally came from you guys, I was like, fuck, yes, I want to take a closer look <laughs> at all this world and see also, you know, like, what can I learn about it that I can mm -hmm. share and on the educator side of things? 
Absolutely. I mean, there are so many people there that so many academics and incredible scholars that have paved the way for us in both of our fields to exist the way that we do. Um, but that's why I thought it was so beautiful. Some of the conversations that you were having with people in the adult industry who maybe haven't thought so much about the education side of things and being more than just people getting online to, to whack their meat. Like, you know, there's, there's so much more to, to porn and sex and our industry than that. And I think you're just such a perfect person to, to educate. (laughs) Well, yeah, thank you. No, it it was, I, I really believe that there is like healing within the pleasure and within the supportive side. Like, I think it's all mixed. We can't, we can't have one thing without having the other. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's important too, that like, you know, the sex educators and the people on the wellness side also embrace this side of it, it is sexuality, wellness and support and care. Like we're all one big happy family. And I think we should really show support and love and acceptance for all everything. Yeah. And we need each other just like, you know, just like Hollywood and the world needs experts in sex in the in the media about them and in the culture. Like uh, what did somebody in the panel say? Things about us are better with us in them. You know, Mm -hmm. like people who are educated and informed and experienced in sex and sex work when the world talks about us or portrays us, it is always a better representation when we're involved in that. And I think the same thing is true when it comes to health and wellness and people who are educated on the psychology of sex and pleasure and trauma, when that can inform the adult industry and how we're presenting ourselves to a wider audience. So I just love the fact that you being there is, and, and so many others too, like so many others is such a blending of the worlds that are one. (laughs) It was really fun. Yeah, I definitely, you know, before I, you know, how does anyone teach about something? Well, they become educated, but truly having the in-person experience, it's just like such the cherry on top. And just to see how the industry (laughs) works from the inside out, like, I feel like I've learned so much and, you know, like, obviously I got to go to the convention and then the expos and then I got to do a session with you, which just taught me so much. And I'm so, so thankful for it. Uh, Well, it was so amazing having you there. And even my sub said so afterwards, but we'll get to that in a second because today's (laughs) episode, the meat of it is you coming to that session with me as a sexuality educator and as someone being thrusted into this space with kind of open arms. And I, I want to know, first of all, what you expected, um, what you expected of the session, the dungeon, the sub, me, yourself. Well, I absolutely was coming into it um, as the thoughts or as kind of like the idea that I was going to be doing some filming. And I was like, absolutely, I'm going to be a document stuff and I'm going to learn and I'm just going to see this world, you know, that my clients talk to me about <laughs> and have questions on. And I was like, what a perfect way. And then as you had told me that that was not going to be happening and instead I was just still invited, I was like a little bit nervous, a little bit unsure, but I was like, yes, this opportunity is here. It's laid out in front of me. Like I have to take it. Like, why wouldn't I take it? It's I already feel comfortable with you. Like just so much potential. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to let the universe do its thing. Whatever happens, happens. And I definitely like had some apprehension and nerves because I think in my mind, And I think in a lot of people's minds, 
who, you know, are kind of like on the outskirts of this and they've heard about things like this and they're interested, but society has always told us that it's like dirty or grungy or gross or uncomfortable. And, you know, those like feelings build up in me that I've been taught like, oh, this is a space that's, you know, not acceptable, not okay, not whatever, you know, whatever, insert whatever negative thing someone has told you about it. And I was kind of going in with a lot of those, you know, biases, knowing that I had a lot of them and it was time to learn and to shed them because how do you shed bias? You become educated on it. And so mm. I was just so excited to finally face a lot of those like subconscious, unconscious bias that had just been played <laughs> for me throughout my life. And, you know, I like my first impression of the place we went to, I was like, oh, I was expecting a dungeon. This is a house. It's <laughs> a house in a suburb that like is very cute and very welcoming mm -hmm. and here like smelled good and it was warm mm -hmm. and I felt so like safe and supportive. And I was, mm -hmm. I even like when I got there, I was like, is this the right place? Because, like, <laughs> I must be at the wrong address because it, there's such this connotation that like you expect it to be again, like gross, dirty and dingy kind of feeling. Basement level. Exactly. <laughs> Which I will exactly. say with, with COVID, actually, a lot of professional dungeons that did exist were forced to move into houses. And that's actually something that's kind of taken off in its own right. It just makes sense to have yeah. houses that are converted into dungeons. And there was even uh, another dom there for the beginning of our session <laughs> when you got there and you heard the fucking spanking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, that was my introduction. I loved that part of it. Like, I think that just like, definitely some of my ideas about what it was going to be like, were filled. The red lights, the spanking sounds, like all of that was there too. And I was very happy that I think that was my intro to it. Oh, hell yeah. There's no other way to be introduced to a dungeon. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's so funny the night before. So this particular sub, I've actually, I've spoken about him. I have put a lot of clothespins on his cock in the past before. <laughs> and he sent me a lot of money to do that. And originally we had talked about me filming him. And ultimately, when he just decided that that wasn't something he was comfortable with, which is the case with honestly, most people, <laughs> understandably. Yep. But I just knew because I, I know him so, so well at this point, having a Dom assistant is not a rare thing. However, it's not something I do for all of my sessions. It's a specific sub that that works with, right? Like somebody who is open to being watched where that's actually, that plays into the kink and that plays into his fun being there but also because him specifically i just i knew that your like openness and excitement and also kind of newness of like you learning and you watching this and you kind of being like wow what is going on right now i just knew that that was going to heighten his like pleasure in pain sort of thing it's like totally like a yep. masochist a mental masochist like yep. he's now being watched watched being humiliated essentially but the night before when I told you that the camera wasn't going to work but that I wanted you to come I asked you I was like I'm gonna bring an extra strap on just in case <laughs> <laughs> just in case you uh start to feel it which funny enough there was actually no pegging or even anal play in this session. Uh, yeah. But you were like, oh, well, maybe I'll just like throw it at him from across <laughs> the room. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, all my apprehension and uncertainty. I was like, oh my God, I'm going from camera person to, you know, it was definitely like, okay, well, I can just chuck it out of my feet. I had like, hey, you didn't tell me anything about this person. And I so greatly appreciate that. Like, I kept being like, oh, you know, like, tell me a little bit. And you're like, no, no, just wait. Just wait until you meet him. Like, and I so, because it was in, like, I couldn't help but have my reaction be my reaction. <laughs> yes okay oh god I need to catch myself because it's just so funny like reliving it in this like 30,000 foot perspective because I really did tell you no and you were like do I need to know anything like and I told yeah. you I 100% told you that he was a uh, CBT slut which means mm -hmm. cock ball cock and balls I'm like cock ball torture <laughs> cock yeah. and ball torture humiliation SPH uh, small penis humiliation and these are, you know, I explained, I expressed what you needed to know that you weren't going into like, you know, a fucking orgy and a slut hanging yeah. from the ceiling and like somebody getting lashes and like, you know, pegged to oblivion. Like, you know, I just, it was, I gave you an over, like, overarch, but you asked me about him. Yeah. Well, that's, I was going to say like, truthfully, like some of it too, like my unbiased were in there was, I was almost like expecting some of that stuff. And then, you know, like, I think our mind goes to such a more intense, ridiculous place. Totally. <laughs> where I think I know what you're going to say next. But, like, I also assumed, like, an older person, mm -hmm. somebody who I, you know, was just, like, unconventionally, like, not attractive. Like, just, like, you know, <laughs> I, you, you have this image of somebody based on bias who would be into this kind of stuff. And after meeting you on one side, it's broken down so much of that bias. And this was kind of that last piece of the puzzle where I was like, oh, this is like an attractive person in their like mid to older 20s. <laughs> no, he's, yeah, 100%. He's our age. He, yep. this is definitely one of the things I was so excited for you to be really <laughs> taken aback by. And I remember him going into the bathroom when he got there and you just looking at me like, what? Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Oh God, the sound! I'm like breaking the sound, the mag microphone sound barrier right now with my screams because I'm just—it's—it was yeah because it's not what you expect. It's not what the world expects, right? Yeah. Um. Yep. And I think a lot of people expect these quote unquote actual really like losers. Yeah. <laughs> like what yeah. kind of losers? Disgusting. Like you know, uninspired and, you know, guy that can't get a girl guy would be into in this basement. living yep. in mom's basement, just fucking weirdo, no social skills, like no personality. That's obviously the guys who come to people like me for services. And that's, that's such a common, common belief. And honestly, <laughs> my beloved community, a lot of us don't do a great job at changing that narrative necessarily. Like when, you know, we call people worms and pathetic losers and pieces of shit and good for nothing wallets and stomping on the balls of men because they're fucking pieces of trash. Like we're not really doing anything to like change the opinion of our, of our client base. I don't know if that's necessarily our job too. However, it's still the reality is striking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like me personally as an educator, like I take it 
go on is kind of my mission to educate about this stuff. Like I'm considering myself a sexuality educator, you know, like you're in a very different role, but I fall under this break and roll Snaps term. to that. Yeah. That's like, how we come together. To, <laughs> yes. Yes. We're like, your job is to say those nasty things because that's what you're doing. And my job is to explain to people why somebody likes that. And the fact that the person receiving that isn't somebody who's sitting in his grandmother's basement and playing video games 15 hours a day. Like, that might be a client, sure. But however, like, this is also, like, far more normal and, I think, like, enjoyed by a lot of unique, different people. Yeah. And that was a bias that I had to, like, face within my own self. Even, like, I've been in this industry for a few years. Like, even after being in the industry, that was still something, I think, that lived inside of me is just, like, a oh, this is what it is. And I was, I mean, it literally, like, as he went in the bathroom, I was like, he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's adorable. And he's, yes. he looks, you know, he's a man. He's, yeah. you know, he's a man <laughs> yes. on the streets. And he had a personality. <laughs> he has a personality and like, wasn't. He's like a guy friend of mine. Totally. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So then like, with that said, as far as the session itself, what were you expecting versus what really occurred and what moments <laughs> stuck out to you? <laughs> so I definitely think that I went in there expecting it to just kind of feel like more out of hand. Like, I don't know even the proper word from it, but just like a little uncontrollable and wild and whatever. And it just felt very smooth. Like it felt very easy as we were going through things. Um, I definitely felt comfortable. I was like, okay, sh like Lowe's got it. Like she's got it down. She knows what she's doing. I don't have to worry. You know, like, Fuck yeah, like props. from the moment, <laughs> like when you, it's so interesting and like such an amazing moment to watch you turn on for me where I'm like, there's my friend. There's the dominatrix. Like, boom. And like, you definitely live both of them. I think like, uh, you know, together in your life naturally anyways but like that moment when you turn on it's just like i felt so reassured where i was like oh, oh. there's the woman in charge like <laughs> there's dom daddy I she's arrived <laughs> yes oh i i love hearing that for one it, it obviously the affirmation from someone i respect and really values work and mind and heart and soul and everything feels really good but also it's valuable to me that you felt safe in that space because that is so much of it and like I would definitely I wouldn't have invited you into it had I not like had so many interactions with you and just knew your heart and mind going into it and knowing my sub as well and so it really feels good to to hear that you felt safe and comfortable because yeah. you definitely like you know you weren't pegging a slut but yeah. like you can't you you <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you helped me place a few clothespins on that tiny PP. Listen, as we, it was so like, so all my apprehension and all my like uncertainty, I watched you turn on, you become like the dom you were meant to be. And then I was like, and I'm so grateful for that because I did feel so safe. And it was just like, I was so comfortable that there was all of kind of the rest of my like insecurities, uncertainty, and like walls that were up just fell down. And I was like, I feel so like, this is fun. And I could see myself being with a partner and something like that. And, you know, playing like that. And I'm like, oh, this totally. is just enjoyable. Like, this is not that it had no feeling of being creepy or uncomfortable. Like, it felt just like people mm -hmm. playing where I'm like, okay, this is just a, a type of adult 
play and everybody here is enjoying themselves. This is what like pleasure in all of its different forms should be. It's people that both enjoying what they're giving, what they're getting, what they're taking, like, and they're having fun doing it. Like having yes. fun. Like that's such a thing that's coming up for me a lot recently. It's just like the concept of having fun and incorporating that into our lives more. And that was, it's, it was fun to play and, and yep. feel out the, the energy. And you were so, yep. You may have been nervous, but it certainly wasn't felt like I felt so much confidence and excitement. And I know that one of my subs favorite, uh, do we have a nickname for him? What should we <laughs> close pins, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty damn accurate. That's Let me tell you. Damn fucking <laughs> accurate. He said to me afterwards that he'll never forget the look on your face just as there were just so many clothespins <laughs> yes. on his cock. And I feel like people are like probably at this point dying to know what it actually did look like. So okay. let's see. Yes. When he arrived, I immediately like made him get on his fucking knees and yep. pay me money. Yep. <laughs> and this was the original, like when he arrived and when it started, I was kind of in my head like, how's this going to start? Like, you know, what, what does this even look like? And it's just like, boom, get straight into it. On or no, 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 it was clothes fully off. Get on your knees, and I was get like, on your knees. "Whoa, fuck yeah!" Which we had kind of, we had literally established like moments before, you know, kind of in the pre. Like, should he? Is he going to come in? Is he going to? And I was like, "Get your shit together, like get your act ready," and then, and then yep. we're going to step right in in this moment. Yep. Which, again. I would say it's something I more rarely do. A lot of times with subs, I actually do have a time where I am, you know, still dom me, just a where we meet, we greet, potentially we have a drink, and then all of a mm -hmm. sudden it's the play begins. However, seeing, you know, we are at a dungeon. This is the middle of the day. We have this shit rented, like, and him particularly, like, I think we had talked in the past about, when we meet like it's going to be fucking hilarious when I don't even ha give him time to say hello and make him get on his fucking knees naked and me and my girl are already laughing at him like it was all, you know so it's like it's all it's all a part of it <laughs> but I think we had uh, I I think he was stripped with a couple clothespins on his cock which he actually brought some I had picked up a bunch of small little like rainbow ones which I thought would be funny and he had brought some of the bigger ones and in the past, I think we got up to like 12 clothespins on his cock on a call. And I think we put a few on there and then he did some jumping jacks. Am I right? Like with the yes. clothespins on his cock, like oh, we made yes. him do, do a little bit of a warm up. Yep. The humiliation aspect was in there. And I remember you asking mm -hmm. me like, what do you, so what do you think? And I, because as a person who an educator and I support people like a sport adults, I'm so good with my faces. Like nothing gets past me. I was shook and shocked. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to like. It was truthfully. And I think that that for him was definitely so much more. Like that yes. is what the true yes. like in the moment and just like being yourself and expressing. And when those clothespins went on, I was just like, okay, like what I'm wrong with it. Yeah. And also, you know, it, it made me in a weird way feel comfortable too, where I was like, oh, I have nothing to feel weird about. This person has clothespins <laughs> on their penis. Like, <laughs> This is the weirdest uh, thing. I can I'm do whatever the fuck I want to do yeah, right now. Like <laughs> he wins for weirdness. I can whatever I do is totally fine. Like 
that's usually how we gauge anything to feel comfortable, you know? Like, yeah, and you were feeling that way uh, two minutes in when he was fucking warming up with jumping jacks on yep. his cock. <laughs> like, yep. you're going to be just fine, sis. <laughs> yes. I mean, that was like immediately I was like, damn, this exists? Mm-hmm. I've heard about it. I've seen it in movies. But like, damn. And that was cool. a part of it <laughs> for my clothespins, bitch. That was so lovingly a part of it. Like, really? Like, what would make you want to do this right now? Like, are you seeing yourself? Like, he was, like, flushed red, just (laughs) naked as we're watching him. And I I know I asked you what he thought about his tiny cock and tiny, tiny penis. And he, he, guys, he does. Like, he's a good-looking, tall, muscular, successful dude. But God is love him. Like, he's got a tiny dick. Like... (laughs) And we're in this space dealing with that head on. But sometimes being head on is being bent the fuck over, over a spank chair. Yeah. Which was my first time seeing one in real life. I've seen like the the cross and I've seen other stuff. So it was my first time seeing a man and definitely using and experiencing it. (laughs) Which is definitely like, I feel like I know so much more now. Like it was so fun, like to just watch it happen in real life. And the pain, and once I got past, I was like, oh, this person really is enjoying this. It became really fun for me. Yeah, no, I think that's in the spank chairs when you, I gave you like a paddle, I gave you a paddle and you started kind of playing with it a little bit and we drizzled a little wax on him and you were, I think that's kind of when you actually started getting involved per se. Yeah. I would say he, yeah, he was on the spank chair for a bit, and then he went up on the on St. Andrew's Cross. Not before, though. When he was on the spank chair, I would completely, uh, it would be a tragedy if I don't mention how he's, you know, like, do we need, I feel like I need to describe a spank chair, like a spank yeah. bench. Like, you're bent yeah. over, and it's like you're like a, like you're riding a horse, like a fucking racehorse, and your, your arms are strapped, your calves are strapped, and your face is in, like, a thing like a massage chair except for like Mm -hmm. without the gap it's not as comfortable and you're strapped across to your waist as well with your just you know ass exposed and face down ass up bitches um (laughs) that's exactly what it is uh so his balls were exposed towards the back as well and so of course we put some clothes pens there and eventually when he was allowed to get off of that you know i we tortured his taint with some toys, all that. And so he's like really just feeling all sorts of things at this point. And we had him waddle over to St. Andrew's Cross. I think we, I probably had him do some push-ups and maybe some more did, jumping yep, some jacks push-ups. at that yep. point. He went up to the cross and he got strapped the fuck up, which I think is where most of the clothes pinning and the flogging mm-hmm. and just the general torture, there was a Hitachi involved. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) and I definitely I remember at one point we talked about this afterwards when we went to eat as well there was one point with all of the clothespins and there was a lot how many did we count there was like 30 something (laughs) I was gonna say I think there was over 30 it really was which is nuts because he has a really tiny cock yes yes but they they were all over his ball sack and on the tip and on the on his thighs as well like all around and on, and on the nipples too and there was nipples. some of the armpits mm-hmm. there was also i had like one of those acupressure gloves with the 
little spikes that were extremely at that point uh, when he was very sensitive. <laughs> but I definitely, I remember one point when you, we talked about it afterwards and you mentioned like almost slipping into like mommy nurturing mode because he was clearly in pain. <laughs> he was clearly in pain. And I, and you were like, I, I found you, you told me you found yourself like wanting to be like, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? Did you feel like he was okay? Like, did you, how did you navigate that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, for me is the first time doing this and seeing this. I think that I was so nervous watching somebody be hurt where I was like, oh, how do you know where that level is? Like, mm -hmm. how do you know when it's too much and the person just try to put up with it and, you know, play like the brave or truly the submissive part. And I like at one point, and because the lights were all red at one point, I was like, I think his balls are turning black. It was the <laughs> lighting. <laughs> it was the lighting. But I like oh had this moment too where I was like, oh no, like, is he going to pass out? Is this like, you know what? I think I got back into my head where, you know, there's this level of like, also like, is this safe? Is this mm -hmm. like this type of play? Like it makes me mm -hmm. a little nervous or a little bit uncomfortable. And I think that's what was coming up for me. And I was kind of like, you know, kept asking. And then finally he was like, no, 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 harder. And it kind of hit me. And I was like, Oh, okay. There is a <laughs> level here. And this is why people work with professionals like you. There's a yes. level here of understanding of you yeah. know what you're doing, like of like you know, this connection and this agreement that like this is what he wants. And you're mm -hmm. doing it in a way like that is delivering that, but without actually hurting the person, or like just enough so that you're not actually going over this threshold. And mm -hmm. it was really cool. I think like there was definitely some like key moments for me when I realized certain things and that was definitely a key moment where I was like, okay, this person is enjoying themselves and they're more than fine and they know what they're doing. And like, she knows what she's doing. And it was kind of just like that last layer of like, almost like peeling the banana where I was like, mm. it's the last peel yeah. that came down that yeah. I was like, okay, I can fully yeah. let go and feel okay and safe and know that this is like a positive environment. Yeah. I think, and it's true. It's, that is why it's so important to work with a professional and to understand like when you enter into this space at all, so you know what you're doing. And for me too, like with him specifically as well, it comes down to just knowing him and knowing my, knowing my sub and being in tune with him and his body and knowing that there is like pleasure and pain is, you know, that it like the pleasure and pain fuse is so powerful when it's delicately and and done and done correctly and yeah it was really cool too because he even said afterwards you know that remember he mentioned he was like okay not too many marks like we there's mm -hmm. there's mark levels and there's mm -hmm. there's also safe words and you know we had a green yellow red light system and the trust to to use it it requires my trust to know that he's going to communicate with me and it also requires him to trust me to feel out his limits and to be tracking with his body it is like you are taking somebody else's literal body and taking care of it and with that body comes the physical and the mental and all these different aspects of it you know and there's definitely i think that some of my bias coming in where 
what I know about this world apart from you is just like the extremes in it because the, the extremes are, you know, we always love talking about dramatic extremes. That's the kind of stuff that like is fun to gossip about. So we're not talking about the full range of it. And so I think like, I didn't even realize that there was a different like area that wasn't as extreme and sure considered by some putting clothespins on your dick is extreme, but it mm -hmm. still had like a gentle kind nature to it where it was like, Oh, this is this is what it's more about. It's more about like you're fucking with the person, but you're doing it in a way that you are catering to their physical and mental selves. Like it felt very safe. And I yeah. think that, you know, again, I bring up like it, it felt very safe for me. It felt very safe for everyone, like and very inclusive and kind. And I was like, okay, this is how you do it professionally. And like this is what it should look like. And I'm sure there's a place out there for getting your testicle squished. <laughs> this is just not it <laughs> it's just like i was like it, i don't know like it, it was so happy i think just to see the connection and the care that you put into it thank you well i really so appreciate that and it's interesting because my honestly i thought i was going to be a sex coach like those are the courses that i was looking at and the people that i was involved with and like the sacred sexuality like and talking about it is what ultimately led to me meeting people in the lifestyle and being kind of mentored in the lifestyle and going to sessions. But I've, yeah, I've put hours and hours and I mean, can't even thousands of hours over the last really 10 years in investing myself into learning not only sexuality, but power dynamics and connecting like all I've ever like cared about really when I've like gotten down to like priorities in the past is like sex and spirituality and ways to to fuse that whether it's been through workshops or fucking off in the jungles of Asia for a while and like experiencing or in the lifestyle in LA like experience these all these different sects of sex and pleasure and desire and like that's what's been really beautiful for me to come to fruition is like seeing the mending of it like I never really I never thought I would <laughs> like I never thought I would uh be here as as this and like the learning still always always continues it I does mean, but it, it's, it's really cool it's really amazing to hear like your your experience being there and like <laughs> you can see you can see the 10,000 hours even in just like you know there was there was breathing happening and you were you were directing breathing mm. and movements and like just totally <laughs> I was like and I saw I saw toys that I had never even known existed. Like I think you brought up the glove. Mm. Oh, and it's so nice! Like the accu, like the pressure points. Like that's a different side, a different study, right? That you're able to incorporate. And I think that's another thing too. Is like being a dom. There are absolutely practical things that you need to know to be safe, right? And that's like yep. a everyone's responsibility to learn those things. And it's the sub's responsibility to do their, like, their part. But a lot of it is taking, being a dominant woman means taking all of the things and all of the gifts and all of the skills and all of the knowledge available to me that I've practiced and learned over the last, yo, I'm turning 30 in less than a month. What the fuck? Oh <laughs> Welcome. Oh God, hell yeah. Um, but especially throughout my 20s that I spent like and being able to fuse all of those 
Like I thought I was going to be a yoga teacher at one point and spent <laughs> some time studying, studying that and movements and bodies and, and breath and all of those things. And I see that come out in my sessions mm-hmm. every fucking day. And it's, it's also a beautiful thing to see other like women. Like to me, that is like a dominatrix, a dominant woman is seeing somebody like yourself, like using all of the skills and the gifts and the uh, like opportunities and the the things that you desire available to you and making it like making it your fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how cool. <laughs> it's so cool. I think I've only been 30 for like a month now, almost actually almost a month and yeah. a month. <laughs> but it's so funny to look back at all these little things that we thought we were going to do and we tried to do and how they actually have all blended together to like put us exactly where we're meant to be. And so much, I saw so much of that in the session for you. And I think, you know, like attending a session for me and every new experience, I'm like, this is just another like beautiful part of this soup or smoothie of life or whatever you want to call it. And I'm like, is blending together to bring me to my next step along this path? Like, how fucking cool. And 30 yeah. is a great year to experience it all. No, 30s are going to be amazing. I used to think I was going to like burst into flames. But now I realize that I am the fucking flame, you know? Yes. Like, I am, but it's a good thing because it's going to be lit. Because like, you know, I'm fucking hotter, smarter, more successful. Like, <laughs> yep. yeah, literally. Fucking making the bum ass men I fuck around with pay me. <laughs> I so I'm envy. I wouldn't, I like, I so envy your, it's so much fun and so cool. And it's like, it really like, you know, after now attending a session and just seeing it all, I'm like, fun. Like you have truly yeah. found a way to incorporate all the things you've learned and something that you love into a career and you do it flawlessly. Like I was like, this, this is what they mean when they say like find a career that is your passion i'm like yes this is it (laughs) spirit men sex truly like that is the whole session like it feels so good to feel like everyone there everyone involved receives such value and then it is so fun everyone leaves feeling so fucking like they're glowing and there's a lot of misconceptions what happens in the dungeon and like i would like you to clear like did we fuck was there any fucking no no there was actually no penetration of any type there was no penetration interesting to me like i truly i was like oh there's you know there'd be something whatever and i actually personally didn't actually even touch anything except for the uh toys clothespins like I actually didn't even touch his body at all, which was so interesting to me too. Like we both remained fully clothed. Like it was such a really cool look into what the world is and, you know, different versions of it. And of course, I'm sure there are versions where there is penetration and other things happen. Totally. I was like, wow, like this is cool and this is fun and this feels very safe. And it wasn't like at no point did it feel like a pressure to do more or be more. Yeah, I think like, and some of my sessions, I do like peg my sluts, but I think it was it was a really cool session for me for you to be at because it was so representative of how so much of this it's not about fucking just pegging or wanking a cock or <laughs> like being sexy necessarily or just you know there's so much more to it than that. I mean, it was. <laughs> It was actually, it was a three hour long session. And when I was on my way, my mom was like, 
I was talking to my mom on the way to the session and she was like, three hours. How horny is this motherfucker? <laughs> I mean, I had the same thought. Like I was planning on maybe leaving after like an hour, hour and a half. Like I was like, I got places to go. It flew by. Yeah. No, I mean, it fucking time flies when you're having fun. I mean, yeah. ultimately, I did allow him to bust a load, which he did with his ankles up by his ears. Yeah, this is a new move that I've now seen twice because of you. And really, like, I mean, that that plow pose, that plow yoga pose really, really does it. <laughs> Listen, any fucking sub who is wanting to, to serve me and really impress me, just like get into fucking plow pose and show me how close you are to being able to lick your own dick because that shit gets me every fucking time. Every fucking time. It really, like every time I did it today in <laughs> yoga, the plow pose, or, like, every time I do it now, it's all I can think about. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you're like it's a great like if i had a dick i could pro yeah, it's, yeah i do it all the time all the time every day yes. and i also i'm like if i had a dick i could probably suck it oh yeah and that comes oh, after yeah. years of stretching you know years of fucking it's plow so posing. impressive it's so impressive honestly. it has to like with the subs like first of all there are way more subs out there can, i think we talked about this last time because the sub that you watch the video call like he can suck or he can at least lick his own dick um <laughs> And more people can do it than you would think. But I always love watching people try, especially when it's their first time or you when the they're not rumor, expecting it. Yeah, we had the rumor like in middle school. Did you have the rumor that who was it got his <laughs> Marilyn Manson got his <laughs> ribs removed? I like don't. Why was that the thing? Like I'm screaming. No, I actually <laughs> saw a meme. I saw a meme that says one of the best things that we did as a generation was without cell phones and without social media, spread the rumor all over the country that this fuck Mr. Manson, whichever one, removed his ribs so that he could he could suck his cock. What was that? Why are we yeah. so like stuck on that rumor? And it really it, no. it circulated like every few years too. Like it was like sixth grade, eighth grade. Totally. Eighth, like <laughs> It's all connected to some that Manson Manson. It's all fucking connected. The fact that uh, there's a lot of people out there who can suck their cocks it comes down to definitely like flexibility, torso length, also like the length of one's cock for sure. But it's mm. always a sight to see, and it's always a sight to see uh, just them trying in general. And it's also the best way to get them to come on their own face. So I mean, it's just like As literally I have learned. Yes. Yeah, it's direct shot. <laughs> fantastic. And I mean, the fact that he. He jacked himself off into his, his own face. Yeah. And then I even loved that too, because it, it's so much more <laughs> about like what you're saying and the control and so much less about like you servicing physically, but like mentally yes. controlling where I was like, oh my God, my girl is just like standing there giving orders. Fuck yeah. See, that's like <laughs> something that I fuck yeah. I'm like, I want to fucking that parade emoji like i want sound yes, effects yeah. for it right now no because it's <laughs> all uh, the claps yeah it's more it's about more than being a fucking kink dispenser yeah like i'm not servicing him in that way like that's just not this place like i'm not just like doing these things to like act out fetishes and kinks and shit it's not it's about more than it's about more of a control like especially with him like being humiliated and like even being mm -hmm. flipped upside down and like forced to like jerk his own 
kind of little tiny cock and us watching down at him. Like I was like standing on the like the bed, like just like holding on to the the poles that are on the top, like staring down at him while he's like upside down in this like completely really like emasculating position. <laughs> you were very much in your goddess energy. I was like, this is what goddesses and how they should be worshipped. Like, you know, you're up high, he's down low. I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> I also believe I had a throbbing nine-inch cock in his mouth. Yes. So when we say there was no penetration, there was no ass penetration. But That's true. That's I true. definitely dick throat. Or <laughs> dick throat. <laughs> I, I I just combined uh, throat fuck and dick slapped mm -hmm. together, which I did both. Good so, <laughs> uh, so I'm trying. Are there any more interesting points about the session before I get your final thoughts? I think something that I really enjoyed too is when it technically was over and the play was over. There was such a beautiful and like easy transition into like almost like supportive, kind friendship talk. Where it's just totally. like we kind of talked about it with each other and him and it was like just like a normal conversation <laughs> and checking in with everyone and saying what they liked and what they were yeah. thought about it, you know, and talking about like you guys meeting for the first time in person and it it just made it feel like it looked like closed the end to a loop so beautifully like it just felt so wholesome, which is such a funny word to say in this context. <laughs> but like I was like almost like, oh, like I feel like this person could be like a new friend for life. Like that was kind of the feeling I had. Like, and it was such a type of aftercare that I don't think a lot of people really think or talk about, but like just having conversation and recapping and like really just closing the loop of like, what happened and how are we feeling? Yeah. And like, what's new in your life is so necessary. <laughs> I think, you know, people also think this world is you kicking him in the balls and then telling him to get the fuck out. Like, yeah, no, it wasn't like that at all. No, and I think that that's something really beautiful within the BDSM community in general that I have, think and have always advocated for that it needs to be within like the vanilla sex world community as well, like the idea of aftercare. And yep. I think within the vanilla world, it, it's probably like this idea of like pillow talk, you know, mm -hmm. but being able to check in afterwards, like how was that and and just kind of be able to be there as humans for each other and it's different it's different once you uh that post not clarity <laughs> it sinks in it does for and everyone what's so beautiful i mean i keep using the word beautiful i don't i i think it's the right term but what's so cool we can even use that is that with this type of play like it is very clear what the boundaries are like you are a dominatrix mm -hmm. he is a client like there's going to be no really crossover there where I feel like a lot of times people who are dating or in vanilla, you know, casual hookups, they don't want to push the boundary. We're like, Ooh, if we do pillow yeah. talk or aftercare, it shows that I might like and have interest with this person. And the reality is, is that like aftercare should just be a part of every type of sexual experience and interaction you have. And it doesn't need to mean that you're committing to the person. It just means that you're caring and taking care for your body and the other person's body and their mind and the whole parts, you know, like the entire thing where it's like, What's I think so nice about kink, the kink world, mm -hmm. is that those boundaries are laid out right in the beginning. Totally. And if and like there's if we need to talk about them, it's okay and easy to talk about it. And I think that's really yeah. something that the vanilla world could benefit seeing and using. Yeah. Because we need we need to support it, and love each other. And it doesn't mean we need to commit to somebody. It just means that we care. 
Right. It doesn't have to be this like aftercare and showing up for each other afterwards doesn't have to be this like super deep, like crazy, heavy thing. And I think that the kink world has definitely put in structure. There's a space to have those conversations. Whereas in the vanilla world, I don't really know what else to call it. Like the civilian world, the civilian (laughs) world, the normies, the normies in the normie world, we're not taught to have those conversations about sex at all. And so kink is really a place that people come to learn that and explore within that. Because just like with anything, once there are clear boundaries, you can be free within that and you can play within that. When you go into a sexual experience with someone and you don't know the boundaries, you don't know how they're feeling and you're playing this fucked up game that we've been taught to play and you're not really sure. And then you're like, that impacts the way that you go into that sexual experience, like being all closed up and all tight and unsure and in your head versus actually being able to to communicate and to, mm-hmm. and to talk. And how is this? How like How is this feeling? And you owe it to yourself as somebody like, you know, you're sharing energetically, like sharing your body energetically, like having an energetic like exchange with someone like the least we yep. can do is honor it enough to to be with someone who gives a fuck about how we feel physically, mentally, emotionally. You know, what do we want to try? What are the boundaries? Like, which ones do we want to push? Like, is that not the kind of fucking sex that everybody really wants? <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I almost, you know, want to add to like the more I understand this world, the more I truly think everyone's kinky, normal vanilla sex. Oh God. You know, like normal vanilla sex, technically speaking, if we're going to call something normal vanilla, okay, then it would just be the people who aren't like fucking (laughs) penis penetration vagina. That would be it. So like really deviate anything away from that, then you're technically kinky. Like kink, honestly, in my understanding is kind of the norm. It's this big giant spectrum and we fall all over the place Yeah, and we move all over the spectrum and we experience and grow. And it's, it is like uh, to accept that and to explore and to understand these, you know, communication and boundaries, like what a beautiful way to enjoy your sexuality and your pleasure. We need a fucking kink revolution. Like that's like yeah. literally what needs to happen because you're right. Like everyone is so kinky. And I think what's crazy to me, especially so many people, like so many clients of mine online who are anonymous and no one in their life knows how kinky they are, except for me and maybe a couple <laughs> other people on the internet. <laughs> like you know, people aren't, don't feel free to, to do these things, especially openly, but with their partners, even like Mm -hmm. people are fucking kinky. And this goes back to our first, like the conversation that we had when I first brought you on, like they just don't talk about it. And for whatever reason, like my clothespins bitch has, has a relationship. And he actually said to us, like, it's just, isn't something he wants to incorporate. Like, it's not like his relationship is fine without it like he doesn't want to and that's like I, mean, I found that so interesting and his his role he plays a dominant role in his relationship and he was like you know i could tell her like she'd be accepting of it but it would ruin the way she sees me as a dominant and yeah. I, it was such an interesting where i was like oh huh i kind of assumed it was totally hidden and not even you know like it's less about even hiding it where i think that a lot of this like anti-kink anti-play anti all this stuff comes into play where people are like well, you're cheating. You're doing that, you know, like you're, you're behind each other's back. And he's like, oh, I would tell her, but she one wouldn't care. And two, she wouldn't want to know because it would ruin her the way she perceives me as a dominant. Yeah. Where it's like, 
it doesn't it doesn't need to exist in this world where it's right heating or negative like it can be something that is empowering it just is it just is and i think that like it's very fair for people to feel that that they don't want to tell their partners because they have a dynamic and they they like the dynamic they don't want to change it and it inevitably like will change and that's just like reality and it's very like idealistic and you know it's very utopian to think that like and hopefully like we're helping and moving towards this actually like where just because you enjoy dominant play, like it doesn't mean you're a fucking bitch. Like yeah. it doesn't mean like the your entire identity is like ripped out from fucking under you simply because you like to play a certain way and experience pleasure in a certain way. But I think like the fundamental fabric of our like the way our society thinks about kink and sex and pleasure and themselves and their own like shame and guilt and coming up against that like i mean it's just fuck like how fucking long <laughs> like there's people that's been on this mission since the beginning of time and like we're like a fucking bleep in it you know and it's amazing <laughs> to be able to see this future but like will we get there i don't know <laughs> god i hope so i mean it's it's even something i experienced one of my clients the other day we were talking about anal play and i asked him if he utilizes any toys or anything and he was like a little hesitant and i was like you don't need to tell me you know whatever you're comfortable with and he was like i am but that doesn't mean i'm uh interested in men and that like that like that immediate, i know that distinction that he felt like he in immediately needed to tell me and i like kind of was like listen you i am like you don't need to tell me that like you know like i want to talk about that a little bit you know what is it that comes up to you that you know you need to make sure that i am aware of that distinction so it's such a there's that so many layers crazy and it's so true and it's like <sighs> i hear it in my space all the time i mean i hear i want to suck your strap on and get fucked by your strap on and i'm not gay like i'm and it's just like okay like i didn't like i never said you were like and yeah. also like i'm sorry that society yep. and that our upbringing has taught you and told you that having this specific desire makes you this specific label and then a that that's terrible yeah. and that b it's so fucking definite and sure that because this a plus b equals fucking c and it's just not the case and so like the spectrum of like being able to experience sexuality is is one factor of that and the other factor is a society completely shaming people for being on certain places of that not even permanently not even their identity like people feel so much shame and guilt that they can't even have a desire that is seen as as a gay yeah because it, I mean, it means so much to who they are like it's fucking crazy like yeah. when you have a fucking prostate in your ass that can generate amazing pleasure obviously you know and it's it's like and some people try it and they're not into it and that's fine and that's one thing but it's like are you like not into it because you actually just don't like it or are you not into it because you have a fucking like shit history on repeat of people filling you with like all these shit narratives <laughs> and like yeah i mean again like what you said too i'm so thankful that there are people like me and you who are willing to put ourselves out there to challenge these narratives and make people a little bit uncomfortable and like have people question where your bias come from and also like are willing both ourselves to step into the uncomfortable and challenge the way we think about things to be able to grow like that is 
learn, if you're going to learn, learn from us and learn from our mistakes and learn from my realization that like I came into this space with bias and I left it feeling like it was like a night and day, maybe not that extreme because I was already kind of excited and happy, (sighs) but like was able to come in with bias and you made me feel so comfortable that I was able to like process those in real time and come out of it just feeling so much more educated and now like able to share the story and support other people through it. Yeah. And I think that's like a big thing too. I love that so much because there's also so many biases on just the sex working community, the sex worker community altogether and so many misconceptions and misunderstandings and Mm -hmm. a lot of things, you know, even with this year being an election year and a lot of the legislation, a lot of the policy that could be going forward in relation to sex work and the adult industry that would essentially like bar the good actors from being able to have a seat at the table and be able to engage with this particular part of humanity in a way that's healthy and beautiful and informed. And I think it's so important that like people in general, but also educators who have audiences that don't necessarily come to us, although a lot of the world fucking does come to us, but not to actually learn, right? Like they come Mm -hmm. to sex workers to like wank and get off, but like sex workers and sexual freedom is at the forefront of a fucking everything. And it's always been. It always has been. And I think right now there's just really nothing like more powerful than having health and wellness and educators like yourself, like stepping into these spaces and like where we can learn from each other. Like I've loved hearing your like it like your side of of things and how how much of an impact it could have on on this world. To just be able to go in and like let's let's like make this shit educational. Like let's make it feel good. Like let's make it more than just people wanking off when they get on the internet, and then the world thinking that this industry is all just about fucking wanking off and sex and busting fucking balls and ruining men. Yeah, there's so much to learn. And let me tell you, every person I have met who works in the sex industry and who's a sex worker specifically, like is so incredible like they embody like a friend a best friend a therapist a lover a mother like an educator themselves where i'm like these people give so much and they have so much to offer and they do end up teaching people so much and so i think you know a lot of people who don't know anything about this world are quick to judge it because we're quick to judge anything Mm -hmm. sexual because we live in a society that tells us Mm that talking about sex and participating in sex is shameful or sinful. But as soon as you open the door and you start to learn, you're like, these are the most incredible people and they are doing good in this world. Yeah. And they're fucking, I mean, in a way, like when you're an empowered sex worker, like whether or not you're a quote unquote dominatrix, like empowered sex workers, which is different from sex trafficking or people who are coerced in this industry who are not empowered, which ironically enough are like government society, like exploits us the most. However, like the people who are in this industry and empowered and choose to be here and love what they do, like they have done exactly what I was saying about, you know, being a dominatrix is using all of your skills and all of the knowledge and all of your gifts that are available to you to take what the fuck you want. 
And whether you're a dom or a sugar baby or an escort or selling feet pictures or on camming, like you're going against a world that quite literally is like, feels like it's out to get us at times, you know, where you're doing something mm-hmm. fucking unconventional and taboo and talking about things that are not easy to talk about in this world and doing things that are not easy to do and doing shit that's hard to fucking navigate. And I think that's why when you meet, you just, you meet sex workers and there's some of the most fucking incredible people all around, like, and they are constantly breaking down like barriers and misconceptions when they have the fucking chance to, and like when we have a seat at the table and like when we're able to share our stories and, and speak and educate and like come together. Ah, fucking men. (laughs) Ah, fucking woman. Ah, fucking woman. (laughs) I love that so much. Oh, uh, well, I am so, so grateful for having you here. Yet I'm sure it's not going to be the last time. And I'm I hope to not. These are always so much fun. <laughs> I'm hoping to get you back to Mexico soon. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That if, is definitely uh, in the cards. If any slut wants to sponsor a uh, trip to Mexico for Emily. Or a vacation for the two of us. And we can go forward and we can treat ourselves. Oh, my God. I'd be so down. If anyone (laughs) wants to, (laughs) literally, if anyone wants to sponsor a vacation for us, uh, you can hit me up at my website, thatqueendom.com. Or if you're just ready to fly M down to Mexico today because you need us to be together in the same space, you can contact her at... You can contact me anytime you want on my website. It is sexedbym.com. Also, my email and all my socials are sexedbym at gmail for email and then Instagram and TikTok. You can find me there. All of that will be linked in the show notes. And I must say, uh, that's not the sole purpose. You know, she is an educator and has amazing (laughs) videos and uh, TikToks and also offers private coaching sessions. So definitely hit her up, follow her. And this has been so much fucking fun. Thank you. And thank you sluts for listening. Um, I'm always curious about your thoughts and questions. So if you have them related to this episode or any, you should email them into hello at thyqueendom.com. See you next week, bitches. (laughs) Bye. Awesome. Woo. Perfect. What you waiting for? She's got what you need while you over there at the door. Nightmares and dreams you just need believe. The queen has all that you should need. Just say the queen become the will be done. Come right in. Close the door. Just wait for what she's got in store. Come right in. Dreams can come from nightmares too. The queen will take over you. Dreams can come from nightmares too. The queen will take over you. Come get them, love. Thy Queendom Come is a production of TQC LLC. Music by Guillermo Jamat Jr. and LDK. All stories and audio used with permission. Names and details have been changed to protect the sluts involved.